Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Not Worth the Time. It's me, Wade, as always, just sitting here rambling myself in my apartment. It's slightly probably maddening for me to be doing this as much as I do. You're like, wait, you only do this twice a week, or twice a week. You only do this uh, once every two weeks. How is that maddening? Well, to be this alone with my thoughts is probably not the safest thing. But I digress, and we continue on. And to go through the fun shit I found this weekend, you know, started off with some weird, dumb topic that I've been thinking about. Uh, When I was at work this past week, I saw down in the lunchroom little area there's like a side area where they sometimes set up events and weirdly enough I'm in a building that's it's an office building right this is where work happens and down there in the middle of this little event space was the Scholastic Book Fair now I don't know about you guys last time I checked the Scholastic Book Fairs for fucking children and I know what a lot of you're thinking right now, going, "Oh, but wait, like, children, like the kids' parents want to get them books, so they come there, so you, their parents can buy them gifts and stuff like that, and then that way they can use them and give them to their kids later." Sure, that's what it is. I don't think kids read books nowadays. Why would any kid pick up a book, an actual physical book, if they were gonna read? They just read it on an iPad or some kind of screen. Like, there's no way kids are still reading physical books. Unless you, like, have hipster parents who just have, like, a library in their place. Those are also the kids who know too much about vinyl. God, that has to be insufferable. Just, like, a six-year-old who knows too much about vintage vinyl dressing in a flannel. Ugh. Wearing Birkenstocks. He's got glasses and he doesn't even need corrected vision yet. Ugh. But I, I don't... I don't think that Scholastic Book Fair is for the children of those parents who work in this building. Now, what I think it is, is the Scholastic Book Fair, right? I think about this. Books are on the decline. Like I said, iPod, Apple, Pod, Podcasts, all those uh, different mediums. Like, you know, just tablets in general are taking over what books used to be. So, Scholastic's like, fuck, we got this inventory of books. We got to get this shit sold, but little kids don't even know what books are. If you brought a scholastic book fair to an elementary school right now, they'd probably be like, what the fuck are those things? Uh, these are what we call books. There are many pages of uh, of one story glued together. That's really wasteful. We learned in our environmental class that we shouldn't cut down trees and should conserve our use of paper. Just making the scholastic people feel like shit. They're trying to save knowledge. <laughs> Spread knowledge and happiness through literature. <laughs> These kids are talking down to them about environmental safety regulations. So they, 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 they're not going to those places anymore. So they got to come up with a new strategy. But it's not a new strategy. They're just going to go after what Marvel and all these places have done now. It's go for the nostalgia grab. People like me, from the ages of, I would say, 25 to probably 40, 
have all remember having the Scholastic Book Fair come through the school. Sometimes you'd have like the crossover between the Pizza Hut promotion. Kids probably don't know about that. Most of these kids are on these gluten-free diets. Nobody's eating Pizza Hut anymore. God, that's sad. Uh, <laughs> so they're just sitting there. You know, you'd have your Pizza Hut crossover where if you got so many uh, box tops or like read so many points, you got a free pan pizza from Pizza Hut. You know, it, we we all remember those days. Remember how good it felt to read an actual book and get free pizza. That's the only reason I read books, people, is because I wanted pizza. I only really read comic books so I could see if I could get free x-ray glasses. Let's be honest. And then I became a comic book nerd because I was like, eh, might as well actually pay attention to what Batman's doing. And bam, now I'm sucked into that. Now I'm in a room surrounded by Batman. So they get, so they decide they're going to go after that target group. And what do you do then? You just use the excuse that you got that we all thought of at the beginning. Oh, these parents just want to buy books for their kids, but in reality, they're just using it as a stroll down memory lane. These twenty-five to forty-year-olds. Some of these, most like I don't have kids. I'm twenty-seven. Have no kids. Now, like, if I scroll through that book fair, I just like lie and say it's for my niece. But I, you know, I'm buying Captain Underpants books for myself. You goddamn better believe I'm going to read Tack of the Talking Toilets. And during my lunch break at my job, I'm doing Flipperama of them giving the talking toilet a wedgie. That's just going to happen. That's what's going on. You know what? I salute them. Brilliant marketing strategy. I get it. What's weird to me is when you go to those book fairs, it, it, there too, they had like uh, magazines and stuff like that. Because, like, you never used to really see magazine subscriptions or anything like that. But they had them. They had, like, latest issues of magazines that you could buy a subscription. So, uh, I'm surprised. Dude, it's so crazy to me that magazines are still in the game. Like, I'm surprised how many haircut places or, like, automotive places still have magazines in their thing. Because everybody's got a cell phone. They're just going to sit there. There's, like... 10% maybe of the customers they have that don't have a phone that aren't just like on their phone looking at stuff. I look at the magazines in those waiting rooms just to feel like they aren't wasting the money on keeping the subscription. Just get rid of it, guys. You're going to save probably, I don't even know, like the, the magazine subscriptions have changed so much. Like you used to just have to, it was like 10 bucks, uh, like a month or something for like a monthly magazine. But now I think they like combined them all in like you buy a subscription and you just like do a checklist. It's like the Netflix of like magazines now. So I guess maybe it's not that expensive anymore, but it's just because of the demands not there. It's crazy. I don't know. But what uh, caught my eye at the Scholastic Book Fair at my work, that's still so weird to say. I should not be talking about a Scholastic Book Fair at 27 years old and not have children. That just seems so weird. Um, but I was looking at the cover and stuff like that of these some of these magazines. And, like, one of the... I don't even remember who it was, but it was, like, some model... On there, you know, she's doing her modeling thing, bikini, you know, ads about, you know, learn how to get abs in 30 days, which is bullshit. You can't do that, guys. It doesn't happen. Um, and, you know, all that stuff. But then, like, 
they you know they sometimes have the credits of like who's on the cover and like say like what's in there and in there it said apparently this girl was dating Rob Gronkowski it was like like such I don't even remember her name it was just such and such Rob Gronkowski's girlfriend dealing how how she's handling his retirement and how they're moving forward in their life isn't it gross that we for some reason use people who who people are dating as a credit on like magazines or like tabloid journalism it's gross as fuck and it's it's like weird no matter how you do it like people becoming famous for dating certain people is weird like the whole Pete Davidson Ariana Grande thing how everybody became obsessed with that and like Pete Davison is now known in a lot of circles as just the the ex-boyfriend of Ariana Grande. That's fucking nuts. And it's really gross. Because I I, I couldn't imagine if everybody is like, if I went back to my hometown and like that's just all I was known for was like, oh, there's uh, April's ex-girlfriend. It's just like, whoa, that's just like so weird. But I guess that's just like how you associate so you can't really fault people for it. Not that I'm faulting anybody for it. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. But I just find that strange. It's this, it seems super gross. Especially because, like, she actually is, is a model. That's what, like, gets me about that thing. Is, like, she's an actual model. She probably has some legitimate credit. But, like, because to, like, the general public, like... They're just trying to reach a different audience that wouldn't know who she is because I'm sure in like the modeling world, it's like me with comics. I learned this, figured this out the other day. Like I know too many. Like I'm too inside baseball now. Like I know too who the comics are that people probably don't know about, and I'm just like, oh, that dude's hilarious, and like I've never heard of him before, and I'm like, and to me, it's like, really, that dude's like, how have you not heard of him? Like, I'm sure that's how she is in the modeling community. So, to get more of a general grasp of, like, more people, like, a ton of people know who Rob Gronkowski is. That's a whole nother, like, giant group of people they can reel in, I guess, through that. I don't know. I'm just... I'm really just talking through my own fucking crazy thoughts on why that's weird to me and, like, how they justify it. I try to do that with things. Try to see why or how somebody might have gone with that particular decision. It's it's a weird exercise. I like coming up with the different things. I call it spider web theory. You remember how when you used to like brainstorm for like uh, writing stuff in class, you do the brainstorm theory. So you'd like write like what you wanted to happen, and you just like the spider web technique where you just branch off different time things that could happen in that event to try to help brainstorm an idea. Like, that's what I try to do when I'm, like, trying to figure out why somebody did something. Unless it's murder. Then I just feel like, you know, they hated them. That's the only reason why they killed them. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Hey, guys, let's get off of uh, my crazy random thoughts here, and we'll just go into some of the shit I found this week. Uh, I only found, like, two articles that I really thought were interesting this week. So uh, the first one comes from fastcompany.com. I don't know why that website name sounded funny to me. But the article is uh, 
is uh, your brain has a delete button, and here's how to use it. Um, so they like in this article it talks about uh, how your body, like of course when you're like trying to build neurons, it's all just carving the path. It's like um, you just keep repetition, and that's how you become better at things. Is all repetition, which everybody knows. So you're just recarving those uh, those pathways. Um, and what this is talking about is like how your brain, I guess, actually they're finding out does, um, repair or get new neurons after all. So, and there's actually a cell called the Gilly cell, like G L I A L. Um, and they're like gardeners for your brain is how they do this analogy. Um, which they act of they act to speed up the signals between neurons um they are also the waste removers uh they pull weeds they kill pests and they rake up the dead leaves so you know the these this is why it's okay to eat non-organic food guys like you want the pesticides on it the pesticides help your gilly cells from you know they help you cultivate your neurons it's proven it's saying it right here i don't know how you can't read that and not know that eating per foods with pesticides on them helps improve neural function it's an obvious thing going on <laughs> so uh but these cells i guess help you with all these different things and they help you um they prune Prune? Is that what that is? Yeah, prune, right? P-R-U-N-E. I'm just going to make sure because I'm dumb. And I just want to make sure. Yeah, prune. They help prune uh, your synapse connectors. The question is, is how do they know which ones need, need to prune? Research Researchers are just starting to uh, unravel this mystery, but they do know the synapses connections get used less get marked by the by a protein uh, C1Q as well as others when the microgalla cells detect that the mark detect that mark they bond to the protein and destroy or prune the synapses whoa so your brain is getting rid of useful information or useful this was not useful information you information you're not using or things are not which explains why nobody can do algebra after they leave school at any point because they're not doing it anymore <laughs> yeah of course your high school algebra teacher still knows how to do it she does it every day Ugh. so uh makes physical space for you to build new and stronger connections and learn so you can learn more that's interesting. Uh, oh, it talks about why sleep is important. Um, have you ever felt like your brain is full? Maybe you're starting a new job or deep in a project. You're not sleeping enough, and even though you're constantly taking new information, uh, well, in a way, your brain is actually full. Uh, when you learn a lot of new things, your brain builds, a, builds connections, but the they're ineffective. Uh, okay. Your brain needs to prune a lot of those connections 
a way to build streamlining efficient pathways. Ah, that's like me. It's like when you have like your computer system, like everybody builds a system that works for them. Like when on your desktop, you label files a certain way, and then you also have like sub files within those files, and then like you just have a, a, a system. So your brain, it's all in the system, man. That's fascinating. Yeah, I just find that crazy that your brain is actually deleting old information all the time. Ah, they just don't have enough hard space up there, guys. It's crazy. I just think it's funny that we have the uh the pest we have pest control in our brain, you know? <laughs> Trying to make sure we uh delete and put in new shit. Can you imagine being the foreman of your brain? You gotta think <laughs> Yeah, uh, we got we got some dates over here. What what are these? Um, let's see here. Uh, looks like uh, looks like a p- couple birthdays of some people we don't know anymore. Uh, got this one. Oh shit, we accidentally deleted the fucking anniversary date. We are screwed. Fuck. <laughs> Being the foreman, there's just like a bunch of air. That's what when I when I'm dumb, that's what I'm gonna start blaming it on. Is it's like, yeah, I got uh, those Gillick cells, and my brain deleted that. I'm sorry, they made me dumb and forget. It's a natural process. <laughs> I forgot. It's natural. <laughs> just start blaming it all in nature. Uh, this one I just thought was cool, and I wanted to bring up. There's not a lot to this article, but it's just something like a, a subject I wanted to talk about, which is uh. Uh, it's it, this is they talk about it in this and you can read what this person's thoughts are but I thought I'd just give some thoughts on like what the topic is basically uh why these super successful people don't wait for inspiration they show up and get to work uh, so like the overall arching uh part oh arching arching what am I talking about I love when I try to ta- sound smart and pull out words that might work and then I'm just I just end up shooting myself in the foot because it just sounds so dumb. I listen back to this podcast, guys, and I want to punch my phone every time I listen to myself talk. But that's okay. I digress. But the point of this article is talking about how um, waiting for inspiration is almost uh, a wasted effort. Like waiting for something to just like happen or you, or you just go, bam, there's the idea, and then there it is, and you just start doing it is it happens, but it's not worth the amount of time you've waited that you could have been working. Um, in this article, it kind of, it, which I agree, it's, it talks about almost like manufacturing and maybe working towards the inspiration rather than being inspired, getting hit by it because you already are working and then it kind of just starts seeping in because you're already thinking about it. Um, I can, I guess ex- from the short time I've been writing, um, you, you know, trying to write jokes and do like the thing I do with stand up, or even do things for this podcast. Um, a lot of times it's me, uh, just searching out things. And like, I get, sometimes I get up in the morning and I'll just write for an hour or uh, during my lunch breaks, I'll write for my half hour I'm on lunch break or whatever. And it's not even that I have an idea that I'm trying to work on. I'll just sit down and just start writing. There's plenty of times in this notebook I have. I have two notebooks that I work in at all times. I have one called Thought Vomit, 
and then I have one called rough jokes, which is the rough jokes. If it's not obvious, I take concepts or ideas that I'm like, okay, I do have some ideas for jokes here and I try to build on them and make them work. Um, but thought vomit is just me just pouring out the garbage that's in my brain. It's much what this podcast is except written down on paper. It probably sounds way more psychotic if you read it to yourself because there's no inflection on how my thoughts read. This doesn't sound as crazy because I'm trying to be funny um, on this and adding weird inflection to my voice and doing characters like Jack Nicholas or Nicholson. I always say Jack Nicholson, and I meant Jack Nicholas. Or I say Jack Nicholas, and I mean Jack Nicholson. There's one's a golfer, one's an actor. <laughs> one's already going crazy, one's still doing just fine. Okay, you be the judge on that. But um, I write in that thought vomit thing, and it's just me just pouring out things. And a lot of times, I'll tell you what, there is absolutely nothing in what I write. But it's a good exercise in me trying to uh, help it, it like, find ideas. Because sometimes I'll just be writing. And there's a lot of times I'll write, I'll start off sentences, though, like, where it's like, I have nothing I can think to t- write about today is how I start in my in my entry into writing. But it's, like, a way to jump off. And then it's just, like, the next thought that comes in my head when I say, I have nothing to write about. Unicorns are fucking dumb. And then it's just like I rant about unicorns for fucking two pages. And then it's, you know, it's nothing. Like, I'm never going to use that because it's fucking stupid. Or maybe there is something in there. Maybe there's a unicorn of a joke. God, I hate myself for just saying that. It's gross. And that's nothing new. Most people know that. A lot of people... um are very familiar with those kind of like writing techniques and um like it's it's very expl- self-explanatory like if you're just it works with writing for sure um i know what this article is just saying is like for inspiration like they have elon musk is a picture there and i don't know what he has to do like to get inspired or like how you even like when you're writing how do, i don't understand how like you create code Without knowing the purpose or like what you want to do, unless you're just like fucking around, I'm guess maybe coders do that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Do they do? If you're a coder and you're listening to this podcast, like email me at punninggame at gmail dot com and let me know. Like, do you guys just fuck around sometimes and just try to write code to see if it does something, or like just see like do you just go? I wonder if I can make this code write this weird way. I don't know. But, like, that's the example that they use is Elon, or one of them anyway. It's like, it's just a picture of him, but I'm a, and it's, I just don't understand how, like, as an engineer, that's how, how you find the inspiration for that. Like, I feel like the inspiration is normally the problems at that point that are, like, um, put in front of you, which there are creativity, that it, there's creativity that's needed to solve problems, but, like, you, that's the inspiration, though, is, like, the problem itself, so, uh, I don't, I have a hard time figuring out how, um, him just getting to work or getting the inspiration to do what he does is like that. I guess it's for him, it's just gotta be the fact that the, he's trying to solve very, very unique problems and weird ones, like, the traffic situation in L.A., like, burrowing underneath the earth, I mean, you have to have some pretty sick inspiration to have that. But, I don't know. I guess that's just what it is. I mean, 
He's just dealing with very complex issues. I'm trying to write dick and fart jokes, so. Oh, shit, guys. It's that time in the podcast. Woo! Everybody knows I can, I can stop listening to me ramble on about dumb shit, and now we can talk about fun, something super fun, which is our misconnections of the week. Uh, guys, if you're listening to this right now, um, Monday... Uh, what is it? Is it May? I forget what month it is. Is it May? <laughs> yeah, it's May. If you're missing this, the day it comes out, which is May 13th, I'm on my way to Madison, Wisconsin to do a show tonight. We're doing the Transparent Comedy Tour, and I'll ramble on more about that at the end of this. But I'm going to be doing stand-up in Madison, Wisconsin, which is why I've picked this week's Misconnections from Madison, Wisconsin. This one's titled Burger King Cashier Girl at Window One. Like the specifics of it. There was probably two windows. He had to make sure he she knew it was the girl at window one. I like it. Being specific, sir. All right. Saw you Wednesday afternoon, 5-8. So May 8th. Okay, got it. Cool. Well, being specific. I like this. He's at least letting them know. That way she can be like, at least I know the shift. Like I was on. Uh, you... Uh, simultaneously took my debit card and my breath away. You take my breath away while you take my money so I can get a McDouble even though this is Burger King but you said I could have it my way that's why I got a McDouble and then I'm gonna give you my Whopper gotta hate myself um your facial piercings, absolutely stunning. By the way, it says your facial piercings, dot, 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 dot. Four dots, four ellipses. Wow, absolutely stunning. He Not the usual three. She got four. I hope that her facial piercing was one of those, uh, it was like a bull ring, right? But it had the one where it has like the chain connected to like an earring. Just so not work-friendly safe around grease and stuff. <laughs> Just gets caught on something. Like she, She's like moving real fast, and it gets caught on one of the broiler handles where they keep all the patties, and she yanks it all out. <laughs> patties go everywhere. There's blood everywhere because it rips the chain out of her face. My God, this Burger King's a nightmare. Uh, wish you I wish I would have parked my truck in the drive-thru and chatted with you all day. So creepy. Bro, if you would have parked your truck at the first window, not even the second one, you've already picked up your food and you parked at the second one. Like, I can't even pay. You're going to park there and then you're going to tell me to go around while you chat to some chick at the drive-thru while she's trying to work. She's probably got a kid she's trying to support and you're in there trying to hit on her. I bet you hit on strippers too. You hit on strippers while they're trying to support their kids, stripping on the pole, making money at work, and you're out there hitting on them. They don't like you, man. They only pretend to like you. It's part of the charade. That's what this Burger King girl is trying to tell you, too. She doesn't like you. It's just part of the charade. She seductively takes your debit card, hoping maybe you pull out some actual cash and tip her. Nobody ever tips a drive through employee, but maybe you'll be the first. She keeps hope alive, and that's what it's all about. And that's what this podcast is all about. And that's what punninggame.com is all about, guys. 
Puntinggame.com is all about hope. But guys, right now, if you're listening to this podcast, like I said earlier, I am on my way to Madison, Wisconsin, if you're listening to this right now. And you should definitely come check out the show with me and five other hilarious comics from the Des Moines area. It's going to be great. We're going to be at the Nomad Pub in Madison, Wisconsin. Come check that out. Look up the Transparent Comedy Tour on Facebook. You can get all the details there. Um, All the other places we're going, if you're in uh, Princeton, Illinois, we'll be at Schooners. If you're in Indianapolis, Indiana, we're going to be at 1949 Tavern. Uh, Thursday night, we're going to be in Moorhead, Kentucky, uh, check it out there. We're going to be at a local bar there. Uh, I can't remember which bar it was, though. Uh, Cleveland, Ohio, we're going to be at the East End Pub. Come check that out. And then Saturday, we'll be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we're going to be at the Burning Bridge Comedy Club. Come check out all these shows, guys. It's going to be a blast. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of cool shit happening there. If you can't make it to those shows and you want to hear more shit that I do or dumb things that I say in the microphones, head on over to punninggame.com where you find this podcast every other Monday, not worth the time. We also have my other podcast, Who Gives F Podcast, with my brother Nathan, released every Wednesday where we're just talking shit on whatever we feel like that day. Uh, we also have The Grove Podcast with hosts Joshua Gladstone and Matt Lamb every Tuesday. And Monster Jamboree hosted by Eric Bridges and Matt Lamb every Thursday. I also host my sh- one of my favorite shows to do, which is Fun Pun Gaming. Uh, that has a n- new episode drop every Tuesday and Thursday on YouTube and immediately follows the post to the website. Uh, follow us on all the different social medias. Uh, you can follow us at punning game at instagram and on twitter uh you can find all that shit in the links down below as long as also with all the links of all the shit i talked about today on the podcast also guys if you want some cool merch if you want to support the website we do have a merch store now links are down below it's teespring.com slash store slash punning game you can go there and find who gives f podcast shirts hoodies not worth the time shirts hoodies all sorts of fun stuff fun punk gaming shirts it's awesome and if you use promo code nwpod that's n-w-p-o-d you get free shipping on whatever you order so check that out all that information is in the link down in the bio or bio it's not a bio in the description down below so guys thank you again for listening not worth the time i'm wade taylor and remember Try not to have diarrhea while you're doing cross-country trips.